Hi, this is Pastor Daniel Bracken. You're listening to Kings Alaska podcast. I hope the word encourages you and you get a touch from God that brings transformation and equips you to experience life with people, power, and purpose. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the word. We want to remind you that as we're ministering this morning, again tonight at six and again on Wednesday, that this is a three-part encounter with God. We're having encounters. We're not just having some form of religious church because that is of no value to anyone. So what we want to do is have encounters. We want to have an encounter with God, and the result of an encounter is transformation. Transformation with supernatural fruit. That's an encounter with God. And so, if you will go to 1 Peter chapter 1, I want to tell you what we're going to talk about, and that is the laws of possessing. And I want you to think about that. Here in this group of people, there's every kind of person, but there's basically two kinds of people in church. You have those that say, hey, I'm doing amazing. God's blessed me. We're really prospering. I have a lot of money. My family is united. Everybody loves me. We all love each other. My whole family has gotten saved. I'm walking in divine health. I feel really strong. I'm encouraged. My sleep is beautiful. I'm not on any drugs of any kind. I'm not drunk. I'm not alcohol. I'm not high. I'm just high on the Lord. And I love everybody and don't hate anybody. That's one group. Then you have the rest of the world. You hate people. You can't stand yourself. You got a reefer in your pocket right now. You got drunk last night and threw the finger on the way to church. It's a lovely day. You are full of doubt. You're not sure about God. You question yourself. Your identity has been chewed up pretty much your whole life. You're full of insecurities. You're totally full of worry. You have nightmares all the time. Nobody likes you. You can't stand anybody. And you're pretty much fed up with living. That's another group. So unless you learn how to get your stuff from God, you're going to live a poor life. You will be poor, not just financially poor, but your soul shall be poor. Your relationships shall be poor. Your outlook on life shall be poor. There will be great loneliness in your life. You will be lonely even though you're married. You will be lonely even though you have children. You will go in and out of anger, and anger will be your constant friend and companion frustration, stress, and irritation. Think of it like this. If you have a relative and they die, and they leave you $10 million in a bank, but forget to tell you where the bank is at, or what the bank account number is and how to get it out, you live your life in poverty with $10 million in the bank. And that is Christianity for most people today. You are living way below your inheritance. 
And so let me say it this way to you. You have an inheritance given to you and bought by Jesus at Calvary. You are not going to get that inheritance by laying on the couch and watching TV and eating apple pie or some other kind of pie. You're not miraculously going to wake up and be able to heal the sick. You're not going to miraculously have a supernatural business by simply laying in bed. You're not going to be happy with yourself or in your marriage without doing something about it. You have an inheritance. Jesus died for that inheritance, and it belongs to you. <laughs> the good news is that inheritance does not depend on your past. Say that to a few people. Is God a bigot? Is God partial? Does God give me something better than he gives you? No. So what I get and what you get from God is not based on our mistakes. Say that to someone next to you. It's not based on all your failures, and it is not based on who your mama is and who your daddy is. Tell the person next to you these words. You need a new daddy. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Think of it like this, everybody. Your daddy and your mama gave you an inheritance of DNA. That DNA was given to them and so on and so forth till the beginning of time. That DNA has been mastered in sin. It has practiced sin since the beginning of creation. What's in your body is tuned to sin. It comes natural and it comes easy. You don't even have to pray about being a sinner. Right? Do any of you wake up in the morning and say, Oh, God, anoint me to sin today. I, 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 uh, anoint me, God, to lose my temper. Anoint me to throw the finger on the highway. Anoint me, God, to be jealous and envious and competitive and manipulative and controlling. Anoint me to put some guilt trips on people today and confront some people and try to manage everybody. Oh, Jesus, anoint me today to not tithe, to keep that money, God. Anoint me to watch some pornography. Anoint me to hate a few folks. Be jealous. Gossip. Anoint me, God. Anoint me. You don't have to do it. You come out of the womb a little sinner. Even as a baby, before you can talk, you are disrupting everybody. Screaming all night long for some milk. Just screaming all night long. Wake up! I don't care if you haven't had any sleep for three months. Get up! <laughs> Feed me my milk! Now keep your hand on me all night. <laughs> it's too cold in here. Ah! I mean, and as soon as you can talk, no, no, lying everywhere, all kinds. 
Just one, just one sin after another. So we're all in the same boat. And we all need help. So you have an inheritance. You are actually, positionally, a very wealthy person. But it's really not going to do you any good if you can't withdraw your wealth from the bank. In Jesus, you have peace of mind. It's been given to you, but you're on Prozac. You need to smoke pot to make it through the day. You need a hit of this and a hit of that. Your insides are lonely, but you're married. But your husband hasn't touched you in 20 or 30 years. And your wife, she can't help herself but find fault with you on a regular basis. Like a machine gun with a photographic memory of all your mistakes for 30 years. You don't just hurt a woman and she forgets. What? Oh, no, know this, brothers, that if you hurt that woman and do not take that restoration to its full level of restoration, that at some point, no one knows when, without warning, unexpectedly, it could be right in the middle of a happy conversation. Da, 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 da. Oh, you do that, 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 and then <laughs> you're diving into the abyss of memory. The beautiful, joyful experience turns into a trip to memory hell. It's the truth. Then nobody can laugh, nobody can smile, nobody can have fun because you're perfectly defined by your pain. Pain has become the Lord of your personality. It's time to get our stuff. Tell somebody next, it's time to get our stuff. Come on, tell everybody around you, it's time to get your stuff. Tell them, stop being poor. Stop being broke. Stop lacking. Start having. Start possessing. Start taking back your stuff that is already yours in God's bank. And let us show you the combination to the safe. Praise God. So that's what we're going to do today, this morning, tonight, and, mon and Monday. The laws of possessing how you get all your stuff. Because understand that you, as a Christian, if you don't have your stuff, then your Christianity is not very genuine. It's not very authentic, and it's not tangibly beautiful. You have to be able to taste heaven in order to stay in the race. You can't just be on starvation mode for 20 or 30 years and expect to be a Christian with victory. Joy, peace, our financial blessing, emotional blessing, marital blessing, business blessing. It's just not going to happen. It's a joke. So let's start at the beginning. Praise the Lord. Where you were born.
bam, you were born. You had a father, you had a mother. You shot out of there. You came into this world. And in the Bible, the world is called Egypt. Everybody say it out loud. Egypt has a pharaoh, which is a type of the devil. Egypt has taskmasters, which are your inherited bad habits that you cannot naturally and easily overcome. They are like whips beating you down. Your loneliness, your emptiness, your anger, your inability to enjoy life, your insecurities, your body fat that is in the DNA. Have you noticed that? You eat a piece of pie, five pounds grow out your right cheek. <laughs> Another person eats a pie, they lose five pounds. If you're near one of those skinny people with that gift, say, lay hands on me in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Praise God. I'm say, I want that gift you've got of eating a cow and losing five pounds. Give me that gift. I want that. So you come out a sinner. Born in Egypt, Pharaoh is over your life. You have these bad habits you inherited in your DNA. And you have these pleasure addictions since you're little. They're called the flesh pots of Egypt. They're called the leeks, melons, and onions, and pleasures of the world. And you get addicted to those at an early age. They are the candy of Satan. And at an early age, he begins to feed you the candy a little pornography here, a little sex here, a little making out there, a few pervert friends, a few pervert this, a little bad dad, bad mom, a little molesting going on, a little this defilement, and all is breaking down inside you. Everybody's ripping your soul to pieces. Your identity is getting chewed up and eaten up, and you're just being chewed up and eaten up. Now you're being defined by your predators. Your predators are now your preachers. They preach to you in your head all day long. All the names they called you, all the things they said to you. You're, this is Egypt. Because remember, in the world, if you want to stay in it, all you will ever be, your highest goal and achievement of being in the world is a slave. There are no other positions, just slavery. So everybody in the world is a slave to something. So God's first job is to get you out of there. Praise the Lord. And I'll, we'll talk to you about that tonight. He gets you out of there. But while you're in there, you're being devastated personality-wise, identity-wise, security-wise, purpose-wise, destiny-wise, calling-wise. Because all you ever do in there is feed your own selfishness. This makes you a slave. Because you're not free to not be selfish. And all you think about is you. And this is slavery. Praise the Lord. So in the church, we have what are called, I call them, Egyptian Christians. These are people with the title of a Christian and the lifestyle of a lost person. They never go beyond this. This is all they ever are. They don't have a relationship with the Lord. They believe in him, but they don't have a relationship with him because Pharaoh is so active in their life and their addictions to their DNA bondages are so powerful and their desires 
occupy their time during the day. Their appetites occupy their time during the day. And then when they don't have those uh, 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 appetites being fulfilled, they're in torment of withdrawals from those appetites. And those appetites are like roaring lions on the inside, crying out for satisfaction, crying out, I need more pornography. I need some more sex. I need some more of that. I need some more of this. I've got to control everybody in the family. I've got to do this. All these curses of Egypt are on a whole group of Christians that have not been set free. But we're on the journey this week. Praise the Lord. Give somebody a high five and say, I love your hair. Is that your original color? Let's give a hand to all the ball-headed people who have so much power of God in them that their hair cannot survive in their brain. It shoots it out of their hair. Shoots it out of there. Can't even be in the head. You're amazing. So understand that if you're an Egyptian Christian, all you'll ever achieve in church or anywhere else is a slavery of some kind. Praise the Lord. So God will get you out. We'll show you that. Then the second stage that any Christian can spend their life in is over in this wilderness place. The wilderness is where God puts you on a gurney, puts you in a hospital, and says, I need to do surgery, and I got you out of Egypt. Now I need to get Egypt out of you. I need to get the idolatry out of you. I need to get the pervert out of you. I need to get the witchcraft out of you. I need to get the wounded, painful, hurt person out of you. I need to get the jealousy out of you. I need to get the gossip out of you. I need to get the disobedience out of you. I need to get the rebellion out of you. I need to get all the different types of perversion out of you. It's surgery time. So you have a whole bunch of Christians that are just wilderness Christians, and they never let God do anything because they're so stubborn they won't learn their lessons and so all you have to do in the wilderness is let God operate on you. So he sends you manna every day, which is supernatural prosperity. Your clothes don't wear out, and you never get sick. So God takes care of all the distractions so that while you're in the wilderness and God is having to do surgery on you, you're not distracted. Once you cross over into the promised life, the manna stops coming. At that point... God expects you to use what he's trained you in to get your manna, which means at that point you start tithing and money starts flowing. At that point you start forgiving and love starts being in control. Praise God. This is the reality that a lot of people in church today are living in spiritual poverty. They are poor because they do not have a relationship with God the way they should, or their Bible, and because they come to church full of burdens, anger, issues, resentment, 
and judgmental attitudes. These are all Egyptian things and wilderness things. But remember, if you're a wilderness Christian, all you have to look forward to is surgery and going around in circles. If you won't learn what God is telling you, you're just going to go around in circles. Your entire Christian life is going to be spent trying to learn one lesson. Because listen to what I'm telling you. God doesn't teach you a second thing until you learn the first thing. God doesn't just keep adding things and you don't learn them. Like, well, that's the 25th thing I've taught you and you didn't learn. He doesn't do that. He said, no, we're on one. We're on one. Learn one. Oh, no, I don't want to be on one, Lord. I want to be on seven because Tommy's on seven and Mary's on seven. No, 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 no. One. No, no, no. I don't want to be on one. I want to be on 15. They're already on 15 and they're, they're headed over there to the problem. No. One. Learn one. Then we'll learn two. There's no automatic promotions in God's kingdom. Just because you go to church for 40 years doesn't mean you know anything. It just means you think you know everything. There's no actual fruit. Because fruit is not judged by you. Fruit is judged by your enemies. It's your enemies that tell you you have the fruit. Because once you have the fruit, the way you treat them, they cannot deny that you have something that's not of this planet. Hug two people. And say, I ain't smoking pot anymore. Praise God. Go ahead and say, come on, everybody. Let's say it together in unison. I'm not smoking pot anymore. I've had it. Enough is enough. Praise God. I know some of you look sad, but what can I say? There is a God. And he is holy. So in 1 Peter, we'll read there. Blessed be the God... And Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through uh, prayer and through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance. And here are the three defining things. Imperishable, say it, my stuff cannot be lost. Undefiled, my stuff cannot be corrupted. And unfading, it will not fade away. So what God has prepared for you that you don't have right now, that is actually already yours, that you have it in position, the secret of tonight and tomorrow and uh, Monday, uh, Wednesday is learning the laws that get it from a position to a possession. If you have all the money you need, then why are you in so much debt? If your business is blessed, why are you going broke? And if you have all the love you need, why do you hate people? Because you only have a picture of your inheritance. You do not have the substance of your inheritance. We're going to take it from the picture to the substance. So the next time you're able to say, I feel joy. I feel peace. I feel love. I have all these blessings coming at me. I have all these things happening. Miracles begin to happen when your inheritance 
takes over your life. Praise the Lord. I'm building a hospital for malnourished babies. It costs a lot of money, over a million dollars. My daughter calls me right after I'd made that decision. My daughter calls me and says, hey, somebody just gave us a million dollars to do it. I said, hala, hala, wala, wala. Do you understand? Because if I said to you right now, there's $10 million underneath your chair, and you really believe me, you grab that $10 million, none of you shy, insecure, quiet people would remain that way. You would, <laughs> you would go into convulsions, run around all over Wasilla. You would be seen half naked, running through town, screaming, I'm firing my bosses, I'm firing my boss. Because you'd buy their business and then fire them. Nothing that's going wrong in your life is going to get better if you don't get your stuff. No man can help some of you. Some of you cannot be helped by a psychiatrist, a psychologist, or any counselor. Your problems are too deep, too embedded, and too natural. You are going to need your stuff, your healing your deliverance, your power, chain-breaking authority, anointings from heaven, supernatural encounters, supernatural presence, power and glory of God visiting you. You're going to need a DNA reformation, a DNA restoration, and a DNA recreation. And if that does not happen, you will still be the miserable person you are. You will get offended very easily at preachers. Because they're either too, they talk too much, not enough, too loud, not loud enough, too skinny, too fat, too much hair, no hair, too tall, oh no, so short. Because your mind has been discipled by Satan's mind. You think like the devil because that's all you hear all day long. Doubt, unbelief. Fear, insecurity, limitations, questioning, insecurities, blame, 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 blame. That's the mind of Satan inside your head. And you've got to clean that out and get God's way of thinking. And then all your life will become a paradise of victories and prosperities. Come on, let's take a praise break, everybody. Just start praising God a little bit. Praise Him a little bit like you really have something. Praise Him a little bit like you really have something. Come on, praise Him a little bit. Come on and praise Him a little bit. My God. <laughs> These kind of exuberant things. Ephesians 1 in chapter 4, uh, chapter 1 and verse 14, Jesus, who is the guarantee of our inheritance, until we acquire possession of it, and that's what we're going to do, acquire possession of it. Say it out loud. I'm going to acquire possession of the things that belong to me. 
everybody has general things that belong to us, and it's the same kind of inheritance. For example, everybody has an inheritance of Christ-likeness. Everybody has an inheritance of love, joy, and peace. Everybody should have that. Unity, power, miracles, healing, deliverance, passion, purpose, clarity, mission, Jesus, prayer, anointing, freedom, goodness, gentleness, meekness, temperance, self-control. All of us have that. That's what we have been given. But unless we take possession of it, it's just going to be a pipe dream, and you're going to come to church for just seasons of your time. You will not be a church healer. You will be a church visitor. You will not become a medicine in your church and heal people. You will simply visit for a certain amount of time until you get bored, offended, or something else comes up. This is a poor life. This is not a rich life. Now say to everybody around you, I don't know how, how broke you are, but my broke days are over now. Tell them that. Say, my broke days. So then, possessing a thing is to own it. You own it. So I own peace. Praise the Lord. Say it out loud. I own it. To possess it is to own it. So God wants you to own what he bought. He wants you to possess and own what he bought that belongs to you. Because think about how much stuff is going on in your life that does not come from God. How many things are you experiencing right now that have nothing to do with God? It's nothing God promised you. It's not even in the Bible that God wants you to have that. Did God say to you, oh, I shall bless you with depression? Open your mouth wide, and I would fill it with insanity. Lay your head upon your pillow and have nightmares on me. Wake up and desire to kill yourself. Walk around wanting to kill everybody else. These things don't come from God, but they come from somebody. Because you are born with your inheritance in tangible tact. These are born with you, in you. You don't have to pray for them, ask for them. They come with being born. It's called the Adamic nature. It's called the curses of life. And it doesn't matter how rich you get or famous you get. Those curses are at work. Look at all the movie stars that don't know God and watch their lives. Money is not the answer. Money, sanctified by God, becomes a healing gift. Because I take my money, I see a widow, and I pay her house off. I see an orphan, and I take them in and raise them. I see somebody wanting to go to college that can't, I pay for their whole college tuition. I see a widow... She has no heating or air conditioning, and I remodel her house. And I make sure somebody comes and gets her, takes her to her appointments, 
and make sure she's never alone ever again. You go to the grocery store. And you're not there praying, oh, God, oh, God, let it be enough, let it be enough. I'm not, oh, I hope I don't have to, oh, that's the exact amount that I, I wanted right there. Praise God. Or you can say, hey, I got an extra $500, ma'am, with five children. What, could I buy you $500 more of groceries? I've never had anybody say no. Ever. And I do it pretty much every week, ever. I almost, when I go to the grocery store, I know I'm already buying for somebody else. Mostly somebody in the line, and mostly elderly people are single people with a lot of children. And I've never had anybody turn me down, not one time, ever. I've been doing this since I was 19, ever. Yeah, I was just a Kroger right before I came here. Uh, the lady right there, I could tell she barely could walk. I said, ma'am, do you mind if I buy all your groceries? And do you need any more? And she said, I said, yes, ma'am, I'm a preacher. I'm a, I want to buy them for you. Oh, okay, okay. That's what they all do. Oh, okay, okay. Just throw in there some preacher stuff. Because they, they don't know who you are. They, they may think you're a nut. But once you say, no, I'm a pastor, I'm a preacher, and I feel God telling me to do this. Oh, God is telling okay. Well, well, thank you so much. And they'll cry and do whatever. And then you can just lead them to Jesus. Say, ma'am, let's pray. Oh, okay. Because this is called the wisdom of winning a soul. It's part of your inheritance. Persuading people is part of your inheritance. Knowing how to capture a wandering soul is part of your inheritance. And when you go to heaven, you don't go broke. You're not taking your truck with you. Yeah, your truck's not going with you. But all the things you did for God, in God, through God, those go with you. Yeah. Right? So you better do something other than just sit and watch TV, eat and go to work. That will require help from your inheritance. Praise God. Would you look at someone next to you and say, if you're so rich, go ahead and give me $100 right now. And I'll believe what this preacher is saying. Otherwise, I don't believe anything. And you owe me $133 anyway. Pay me the money you owe me. That's why I'm here. Now, how many of you want your stuff? How many of you are tired of living below what you're supposed to live at. Do you want the nightmares to stop? Do you want to stop needing prescription drugs of any kind? Do you want God to give you divine sleep? Do you want your entire family to all be saved and all go to heaven? Do you want that? Or do you want a couple of them to go to hell if you're honest? Be honest. Be honest. Some of you want some of them to go to hell. Be honest. Because honesty is the first step to restoration. You have to say, God, I have seven brothers. Could three of them go to hell? Because that's where I'm at. Please change my heart because it's wicked. Remember, 
If you hate a person you do not know, you'll go to hell. You can hate people you know, though. Just for a little while. I hate people all the time. For seconds. I said, ooh, I hate him. Oh, that's Jesus. And I get out of it. Because hate makes Satan your pastor. Give somebody a high five and say, I was liking the hate part. Now you freak me out. You see, the lower and the farther away for, that you are from God, the more like your father you look like. And if God is not your father and Satan is, the more you look like him. Because that's how far away you are from God. You either look like your heavenly father or you look like your satanic father. But make no mistake, you are being fathered right now, every one of you, by somebody. God, the loving father, or Satan, the hating father. And hate makes you a disciple of evil. Never give the power to a person to make you hate them. Praise God. Can we take a praise break? Can you just say, oh, Jesus, send me some money right now. Praise God. I don't know what this preacher's talking about, but could you spare a few thousand? Get me out of debt. Thank you, Lord. Come on, lift your hands, everybody. Wave them around and say, dear Lord, pay off all my bills. Heal my body and give me ridiculous favor that I do not deserve. There's a list of Christians that will not get their inheritance. We're going to go over that real quick. Tonight we begin with the laws of possessing. I'll give you seven tonight and seven on Wednesday. If you miss this, then you deserve to be broke. You see? Because I have learned the techniques of guilting. I have learned the techniques of shaming. <laughs> Hear what I'm trying to say. God puts in your path solutions and answers periodically. If you're there when the answer manifests, you can embrace it and be promoted. If you're somewhere you shouldn't be, then you get whatever that thing other than God, has prepared for you to get. These are called in the Bible divine appointments. Praise the Lord. And I think we're having a divine appointment. Praise the Lord. Look at someone and say, this is a divine appointment. It's your chance to pay off my house by Monday in the name of the Lord God of Israel pay off my house so here are the people the first one is Proverbs 14 14 the backslider in heart will be filled with his ways so a person that's in church 
an Egyptian Christian or a wilderness Christian, either one, who is a backslider in heart, it means this. There are certain sins that you love so much that even though you know God hates those things, you are going to keep doing them anyway until every desire for those things has been satisfied. And since they cannot be satisfied, it will go on till you die. Those people will not inherit what God bought for them. They will die poor and enslaved to those desires. Raise your hand and say, that's not me. Say, I'm crawling out of that hole. I'm not staying there. I'm going to my promised life. Dear Lord, give me my stuff. Praise the Lord. That stuff can be anything. Humility. Not getting offended. Serving people that will never say thank you. Getting victory over your appetite. Getting delivered from fear. All of these things. Praise the Lord. Second. Second Timothy 4.3. Those that have itching ears. And chase after preachers. That say what they want them to say. So now you have this big movement called the progressive church. God is gray. The progressive church means God is love. But that's all he is. And because God is love, you can live any way you want and do anything you want. And because God loves, there's no judgment at all for any bad thing you ever do. There's no sowing. There's no reaping. There's no hell. Because God is love. However, God is not just love. God is also holy. You just can't leave out a piece of God. And God is truth. So when you only use one piece of God, you get a perversion of God. So what this is, is man making God in their image. This could be a big problem. Because now you're just having orgies. And they're finding preachers that approve of your orgy. These people will not inherit their inheritance. Praise the Lord. Would you hug someone next to you and say, you just seem very huggable today. Something about you feels like I should hug you. And let me go to the end of these. Those that are on rocky ground, those whose life is on a rocky ground, they have no roots. Those that live in a state of self-deception, lying to themselves. People that love the world, they just love it. All of that. People that don't know God and say, Lord, Lord, haven't we done miracles in your name, prophesied in your name, and done many exploits? And then God says, I never knew you. Depart from me, workers of iniquity. And then Revelation 21, 18, the coward, 
those that are cowardly and will not do what God asks them to do that may cost them their life. Praise the Lord. Don't be in those categories. Be in the category, I'm going to get my inheritance. I want what God has set aside for me, and I want to do what I was born to do. Let's all say it out loud. I want to do what I was born to do. Say it out loud. I have a destiny, and God has a plan for my life, and it is a beautiful plan. It is an anointed plan. Is it, a plan, is, it is a plan of love, of joy, of peace, and of victory. I am not subject to my parents or my grandparents or my great-grandparents or any parent I've ever had. I am subject to God. Say this out loud. Today, I trade in my old DNA. For Jesus' DNA. Everybody say it. I want Jesus' DNA. Well, I hope you were encouraged by God's word. Thank you again for listening to King's Alaska podcast. God bless you. For more great content, go to kcalaska.com. And may God's face shine upon you and give you peace.